Hey guys, welcome to the short-term show special episode series on Shenandoah, Virginia. A couple things I want to hit you with first before we get into the episodes. One, current purchase prices and current income data can be found on our website at theshorttermshop.com. So make sure you check that out because that can change all the time. Also, if you guys want to hang out with us and just talk about short-term rental stuff, you can do that with us and 60,000 of our closest short-term rental investor friends at our Facebook group. Same title as my book, Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast and all of our podcasts if you can, because that really helps us out. Uh, You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Short-Term Shop YouTube, and then also follow us on Instagram at The Short-Term Shop. And if you're ready to buy a house with us in any of our 20 markets, you can email us at agents at theshorttermshop.com or really any of the avenues that I just gave you. Now let's get into it. Here we go. Welcome. Welcome. This is an honor to be here. Special episodes. Shenandoah. This is for now the last episode. We'll add more later as time goes by and things change just to stay uh, at the top of our game and keep an advantage over uh, over ourselves, quite frankly. Um, and today we're going to talk about uh, a little bit more on the management side again, uh, calendars and prices. Calendars and pricing. We've done on this subject already, so we won't take too long today on this one, but uh, definitely want to give people some comfort uh, on the subject of uh, average daily rate, and, uh, uh, which I don't like that. Art. I don't like that term ADR. To me, it's ANR. It should be average average nightly rate. You rent by the night, night by, not by the day. Um, uh, just getting in the weeds there as usual. But um, let's talk about... Uh, Pricing in general, and we'll start with um, average stay, like um, average nightly stay as far as a number of nights. Uh, uh, what, what are we looking at, uh, uh, you know, on your end as far as, you know, one, two, three, four, five bedroom and how many nights we should book it for? And I'll give my opinions as well. Yeah, you bet. So here, I mean, just because it's such a drivable of a market from like the D.C. area and a lot of other uh, bigger towns, you're going to see a lot of weekend stays. So there's going to be like a lot of two or three day stays, especially in some of these mountain properties, cabins, that kind of thing. But you're also going to have people coming from across the U.S. who, you know, they've got the Shenandoah on their bucket list. They want to cross it off. So they're going to stay, you know, check in and stay a while, probably, you know, maybe four or five days. You know, maybe a week or two, uh, but a lot of the the weekend stays are going to be from you know locals, and some of the the longer stays are going to be from people out of town, and so you're going to kind of have a mix of the two. But I would say the most frequent is probably going to be the weekend stays between you know two and four days, and that kind of thing over longer weekends. I don't know what do you think about that, Luke? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it depends mostly on the size of the property, um, and uh, and your popularity. That's a term that doesn't get used enough. Um, you know, if my property is popular, I can go ahead and bump it up. Same with the nightly room, uh, and, and say, Hey, well, you want to book my house? Uh, then you need to book three or four nights. Uh, and if you, if you're not popular, maybe you jump down to two or one, uh, I'm not doing one night on anything than two bedrooms. Personally, I will put my lights available on a bigger property, but I'll jack the rates up for one night gaps so that nobody's really going to book it, but it makes my overall algorithm work a little better because I, I look available and the uh, the systems, you know, the platforms, Airbnb and Verbo, they like that. So that's what I do. Um, even on a big giant house that I would never rent for one night in a million years, I'll have that one, if there happens to be a gap, I'll have it available at a stupid high rate that nobody's going to book just because I feel it gives me a little bit of a cutting advantage there, a cutting edge there. Um, but, you know, I think that uh, the the mistake would be to just say, I do a three-night minimum. This house has a three-night minimum. That's a mistake. It needs to evolve and change based on the popularity of the property. Uh, obviously, you want to 
have a rule of thumb to kind of get yourself started in the game. And then once, uh, you know, the calendar starts to fill up and you kind of get a feel for things and maybe you like longer stays more than you like shorter stays or you like shorter stays than longer stays, uh, it can kind of evolve. I think staying the same all the time is is really kind of the only mistake. Yeah, and I would say there's a lot of people here in the Shenandoah that are getting into short-term rentals for the first time. Like this is the first place they're going to be buying a property. And if you are if you are a new Airbnb host, if this is your first property, you don't have a lot of ratings on you. You don't have that super host, that coveted super host status. I mean, how are things going to be different from your perspective, Luke, when it comes to, you know, how do you, how do you price and how do you uh, set, I guess, constraints for like minimum nights? What's it going to be different for a, a new host versus somebody who's got lots of ratings and uh, super host status? Yeah, you bring up two excellent things there. Let's start with the super host thing. Now, super host is not, it's not really all that big of a deal. You, you need to take a look at what the requirements. This is Airbnb only, by the way. Verbo does have premier host, which is very similar. Superhost is more popular because Airbnb is better at their marketing. Uh, look at look at the requirements and and hit it. You need to be able to hit Superhost and Premier on your first quarter uh, or after your first quarter in business. It's actually very easy. If you're not maintaining Superhost and Premier Host, you're not doing your job. Okay. Now that being said, you'd be surprised how many people don't. So uh, you know we're really talking about separating the people that train for the marathon. Uh, and ran a four-hour marathon and didn't train for the marathon and walked, you know. Uh, so take a look at the requirements, but it's not some, like, you know, hill to climb. It's not some, like, coveted, amazing, tro you know, trophy at the end of the rainbow with a bunch of gold and leprechauns. It's, um, it's just you doing your job, quite frankly. So make sure you get that, understand what super hosts and premier hosts are and make sure you, you're attaining that because, quite frankly, it's pretty easy. Now, when you're new, a couple of things there is that, yes, you are building up to the super host and the premier host status, and that will help. That will give you a little bump, and you'll also get better customer service when you call into the platform. Um, it won't be revolutionary or anything. You know, it won't be a whole different uh, opening of the, the Wizard of Oz curtain or anything like that, but uh, it is a better level of service uh, for premier hosts and for, for super hosts. And um and, and and so you gotta you gotta kind of pay attention when when you don't have that when you're brand new um and you need to uh kick and scream a little bit I, I would not be afraid to go super low on your rates i've always been like that people criticize me for that and i say you know what talk to me at the end of the year uh, people will look at like one or two days in my calendar and they're like well of course this guy's booked he's he's not renting it for you know he's renting for a hundred bucks a night or whatever and i'm like well you can't see those 29 other days that month that I rented it for twice that much because I worked on those three months ago. And now those super low rates are on the dates that are just kind of left over. Like I, I'm trying to get rid of it's very much like owning a, 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 a clothing store, any kind of retail store. You get a new batch of clothes come in for spring. Um, you sell them at a high rate until all of a sudden they don't sell anymore. And then you got just a few days, a few pair of jeans left on that table from the spring collection and you need to put a sale tag on them and get them the hell out of there. So those folks that come in and criticize me, they're coming in and seeing that sale stuff and saying, well, of course he's doing well. Uh, of course he's booked. Uh, he's only got two pair of pants for 99 bucks. No wonder he's so booked. He sold all his pants for 99 bucks. No, I didn't. I sold them at the peak spring brand new price. And you're only seeing the two days that are left. Okay. 
So um, now that needs to be amplified when you're brand new. Again, I, I could speak all day long about how I am okay with going low on my rates. People do look big picture in short term. They get nearsighted. They look at one night and they say, I've got to get $400 for this night to pay my mortgage. Well, offering it for 400 bucks is going to get you $0. How about that? Is that going to pay your mortgage? You know, so I've always been asses in the seats, prices low when necessary guy. Now, prices low when necessary are what it takes to get those big number nights. You cannot get popularity of your property rolling without filling in those little nights for cheap numbers. And that goes even bigger, big time for somebody who's brand new. You cannot gain the popularity you need to get to those big high dollar nights without starting out low. It's really just exactly like long-term rental. It really is. You're brand new. Your property's got dirty carpet. You don't know what you're doing. You stink at management. Nobody wants to live in your house when they don't even know how to get a hold of you or pay their rent because you're new and you don't even have a rent payment system. You know, this is long-term rental. Put your systems in place. You look more professional. You get a logo on your front door, all this kind of stuff. Uh, you get granite countertops and stainless steel appliances. Your prices go up. It's the same principles in the short term. It's the only difference is, is in long-term rental, you're dealing with 12. You're dealing with one price. For 12 months, one year for one one lease. So it's really one number. It's one freaking number that happens 12 times. Short-term rental, it's 365 different numbers. So that's where everybody loses their brain uh, and gets like freaked out and overthinks everything. You can't do that. Uh, it's not that big a deal. You do need to hustle more when you're brand new. You need to move your prices way more. You need to be on Price Labs changing prices every single day when you're brand new. Okay, when you, you got a pretty good looking calendar, sitting somewhere around 60, 70% occupied. Um, maybe then, then, uh, then, then you could, then you can start changing your prices once every three or four days. I've got, a, I've got this like feeling somewhere within me. Like a oh, dude, you haven't changed your prices in a while. It's time. You know, it's like, it's like going to the gym, just like that, man, you ain't been to the gym for a minute. Of course I never skip that. I, I run, I get up and run every single morning. So uh, if, but if I skip it, like tomorrow I'm getting on an airplane, so I'm not gonna be able to run cause the flights at six in the morning. Um, and uh it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt you need to have that feeling when it comes to changing your prices you know so uh yeah way, way in the weeds uh, but i mean i get fired up i get fired up it's my job. it is my duty and if my calendar is empty i am not doing my job it's as simple as that you can blame it on everybody you want you can blame it on the market you can blame it on the economy you can blame it on the stock market well you can't do that right now because the stock market's super high right now but um uh, the truth is, is you're the only one to blame. You are accountable and you are the one that's got to pay that electric bill and that mortgage. So get your asses in the seats, baby. <laughs> yeah, big takeaway here. I mean, you you got prices that, one of the things is set your expectations accurately. So if you're a brand new host, don't expect to like come up to the plate and and, and smack it out of the park the first time. You're going to have to build up to it. It's like Luke is saying, you know, like keep your prices and build up that popularity. That's going to kind of spin that flywheel up, and that's going to allow you to kind of charge you know bigger prices down the road, get you some uh, practice as, as becoming a good host, making sure that your systems are all in place, running smoothly, and that's when it's going to start to look really, really shiny when it comes to you know managing your prices and keeping your your calendar nice and full. One hundred percent. I got way in the weeds there. If you're brand new and listening to my speech, I didn't mean to scare you off. It doesn't need to be that serious. Uh, I just get uh, I get passionate about the. Uh, uh, about the subject. Uh, is this more of a weekend market? Can I get bookings during the week? Can I, can I fill a calendar or, uh, is it going to be, you know, a little bit less on the occupancy side of things? 
Yeah, absolutely. You can get bookings during the week and it's, it's fairly common. Again, it depends on management, depends on like how nicely designed and photographed your property is with the, the nice properties are obviously going to book up and, and fill up a little bit faster and easier than some of the ones that um, you know might have some deficiencies to them. So it, it does matter a lot on, on, as far as one seasonality and two, how well managed that property is. So, you know, during the, during the school months, you know, maybe weekend days are going to be a little bit more common. But uh, during the summer months and during the vacation months, you know, some uh, winter, you know, all that kind of stuff, you're going to see a lot of uh, weeks fill up. And especially as people are, you know, getting away for for longer weekends, weekends, you know, spend time with their family during the, the winter months, during those longer, you know, bigger, bigger league vacations like Thanksgiving, Christmas, that kind of stuff. Uh, so it's going to depend on seasonality and it's also going to depend on management. But it is not hard to get your your calendar nice and full, even uh, even during the, some of the school months. You know, it, it, again, it depends on management, I would say. Luke, what do you think? Yeah, I yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, you're going to have some lulls for sure. Uh, May and September, as usual. This is a very typical vacation market uh, for mount, mountain market. It's a very typical vacation um, uh, calendar uh, where wherein your your May and your, your September are going to suck. And the reason why May and September suck is because everybody forgets. And the next thing they know, they look up. And here's actually, you want to know the truth? This is really what happens. What happens is mortgage gets taken out, didn't have enough money to cover it. Then you go to the internet and you say, oh man, nobody's going on vacation anymore. But the truth is, uh, it's May and you need to be working on that three months ago and you didn't and it's too late. Okay, so now you just need to focus on the future. Forget about what's already happened and and, and kind of recalibrate here. So, you know, and it is, it is you can fall into that trap. Uh, especially if you've had a house for two or three years, you can get comfortable and stop working on it, which is good. You know, I mean, it's good that you feel like you can do that. But then if you get a little too, you know, loosey, uh, next thing you know, your mortgage isn't getting paid. And that's when that's when the squeaky wheel starts happening. That's when I see all these people posting on the internet. They don't want to admit it. They don't want to admit it. Uh, my mortgage got hit and I didn't have enough money in there to cover it. And I, now I need to go to the internet and come up with an excuse as to why that happened. The truth is you, you are why that happened. It's as simple as that. Um, Anyway, again, tangent number 47. Uh, I'm not trying to scare any noobs, but, uh, you know, a typical mountain market, May and September are, you got you to gotta work on those three months in advance. Preach this a hundred times and nobody ever listens, okay? So if you work on May, if you work on May and February, you're going to be just fine. If you work on September and, and May, you're going to be just fine. I think we should probably plan on January and February being pretty close to empty, um, which if you do your job right, you're going to be glad because you get a break. It's like, dude, oh man, I can finally not have to, you know, look at my phone and worry about a guest being drunk and mad at me or something, or, or, uh, somebody can't get in. Not that that happens ever. It's like 2% ever, but it is there. It's, it's part of the gig. You know, it's a job at the end of the day, it's a job, right? Uh, you are a property manager. So, uh, in January, February, I don't have to be a property manager. I can ride my motorcycle or whatever I'm going to do, you know? Uh, so if you do your job right, you're going to have that sweet, I can ride my motorcycle for two months feeling. If you don't do your job right, you're going to be like, crap, I didn't make enough money in the 10 months that I needed to make because I wasn't paying attention in this dead season. And I got to try and make up for it in dead season, which is not going to happen. You know, so January, February, pretty slow with the exception of the two holidays there. You got uh, MLK and you got uh, vet veterans. Uh, and and, and uh, there's actually three. There's uh, Valentine's Day. And then um, uh, May, Deadsville. So work on May and February, starting in February. What do I mean by work on it? I mean, change your headline, May special, uh, uh, May flowers, whatever you want to, just make sure you're, you're marketing towards May. 
give somebody a reason to click on it if they're shopping for may oh this guy's got some may may sale going on cool you know just like the jeans just like the jean analogy okay uh and then uh september same thing the rest of the year you're really only looking at four months that are kind of a pain in the ass and then the other eight months it's pretty pretty smooth sailing i think and, and for the most part in a, in a great mountain vacation market that like the one we're talking about right now. Yeah, I would agree. And it, it seems like in some of those months, like you, it seems like you have to devise a plan to fail if you're not if you're not renting out during the, some of the, some of those other months. But yeah, you, you, working ahead of time is is going to be to your advantage. I see a lot of people out in this market that seems like they're they're struggling to book more than like two weeks out. And if that is the case, then there's you got to you got to put a lot of more work into pricing and 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 doing some marketing and that kind of stuff. It should not be that difficult. And if they're if, if you're running up some against some difficulties, you know, definitely hey, you know, come visit us at the the short term shop. Come come talk to you know Luke and Avery then and see what if, what we can do to help you kind of troubleshoot this this listing, get it back up online for you. Now I will say in the defense of the two week guy, things are very last minute twenty twenty three. They're way more last minute than we've ever seen. Um, in other words, uh, the, uh, bookings, the, the calendar is not stretched out as far as it usually is, which is not far 30 days, maybe, maybe five weeks, give or take used to be six weeks is what I was happy with back when in the day. Um, and, and now I am seeing things, you know, I think it's pretty common for a very small property to be maybe two to three weeks in advance, but I'm not happy with that. I agree. I think if, if you look up and see that you're two weeks booked, you're only two weeks out. Um, it is, it's a, it's a early warning signal. You know, you need to, you need to get your, your ass in gear and get that thing booked. It's not the end of the world, especially on a small property, because it is, people are booking things way more, you know, last minute than they used to just 23. That is going to change again in 24. I think, uh, I think everybody's kind of going nuts this year. Oh my God, I, I can go to Spain. I can go to a cruise, all these things that I couldn't do. Let's not forget that this world we're living in right now was not the world we're living in right now two years ago. Everybody was freaking out. Nobody was go leaving their house. Nobody's going to work. Everybody's back to work now, and 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 life is getting a little more normal. But it's going to take another year, another season. Uh, I think I think come March, April, May, twenty four, I think our calendars are going to be more like four weeks again, um, and then and I think twenty five, twenty six, we're going to be more like five weeks. Uh, but right now, everybody's kind of again. This we're recording this in uh, in uh, early fall twenty three. Um, so those last minute folks, I think that that is okay right now. I don't know that's accept. I don't know if I use the word acceptable, but it's no cause for alarm. Let me put it that way. Yeah, I think you raise a good point here. I think I think you hit the nail on the head here. I mean, there, there's if you look at like the passport office and like the the backlog that there is involved as far as getting a passport right now. Uh, there's a reason for that. There's a huge demand for people to get out of the country, go to travel to these places that are on their bucket list that they weren't able to during the you know the height of you know whatever we were going through a year or two ago. So that yeah, that is a uh, that is a factor here, and I think that's going to calm down. I, th I think Luke, you're right there. It's going to calm down, and we're probably going to see a return to what we'd call maybe more normalcy when it comes to how far out things are booked and how how well things book in these drivable markets. Yeah, people are traveling like crazy. Uh, people, I think what it is, is people are worried that their, uh, calendar is not as far in advance as it used to be because people don't have any money. That's not true. They have, uh, they have the money, they have more options than they did two years ago. And they're taking advantage of those options right now. Matter of fact, if people didn't have money, a place like Shenandoah would be busier because it's easy to get there from a whole bunch of different large metro areas. You can hop in the car. You don't have to take an airplane put the kids in the plane a whole nine yards. You can just put them in the mini minivan there in two hours. Um, so uh, I, I think it, I don't think it's an economic uh, driver on the, uh, the shorter uh, 
uh, advanced bookings right now. I think it's um, just a cultural shift back to normal. It went so far the other direction that it's, you know, it's, it's, it's gone the other direction now. And then uh, we're going to even out in about summertime 24. That's my, that's my prediction. Where were we? Um, average lead time. We just covered that in depth. Uh, so uh, a great job there. Um, you know, four, four weeks is kind of what I'm looking for. Maybe five, depending on the size of the property. Um, uh, on a small property, I don't really, like I just said, I mean, you know, we're in the weeds again. I don't really care if I look up and see this small property has some, some vacancies. That's a lot easier to fill. It's a lot easier to fill 120 bucks a night than it is 450 bucks a night. Um, last minute, you know, so somebody just passing through somebody going from point A to point B, somebody coming into hike for a couple of days, uh, just wants to get away from the office. Hey, do you want to go to the mountains this weekend? Sweet. 129 bucks. Uh, hey, do you want to go to the mountains this weekend? Ah, man, it's $700 a night. We probably don't want to deal with that. You know, so, you know, as you can see, it'd be, it just makes more sense for the average person to just book the cheap, small little house and, and have a good time for a, a last minute thing. Um, uh, what point did we start dropping prices? Uh, you know, uh, again, depends on the, uh, how far in advance, uh, may you need to start dropping prices right now. Uh, whatever right now is, uh, may needs to be low all the time. September needs to be low all the time. Um, and, uh, and, uh, June and uh, January and February, I think, you, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole nother ball of wax there. It's cause it's a little more predictable. January, May and September are not predictable. You never know. You could get a week in May for top dollar, like out of the blue. Probably not going to happen in January. You know, uh, people coming in January expect low rates. Uh, January has has an even kind of normalcy to it. May, you got people going back to school at all different times, spring break coming back from, you know, back from spring break at all different times, people getting out of school in May at all, all different times across the nation. So each school district is going to have, you know, different availabilities, et cetera. Um, and the guy from this school district might look at your calendar and be like, sweet, let's grab that one. And, and the other guy says, well, I'm not booking that. My kids are in school. I, you know, I, it's not as popular to that guy, you know, so it just, it's just uh, uh, common sense. Supply and demand is what I like to call that. Uh, I think I just coined that term myself. I just created that term. So um, supply and demand, it's, it's, it's really all it is. Don't overthink it, man. Supply and demand. It's getting booked. Raise your rates. If your stuff's not getting booked, lower your rates. I mean, that's the easy way to say it. Of course, we all drive off nuts with it, and there's nothing wrong with that either. There you go, Cashflow Carl theory of economics. If your if your bookings are low, <laughs> lower your rates. Yeah. There you go. Pretty much. Yeah. What did we miss? I, I I'm way off on the show notes here and everything. Uh, we just got it. So many tangents. Uh, Anything else we need to cover? No, I think we covered it. So, I mean, you got a huge variety of properties you're going to see here in the Shenandoah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I do. I, I do want to get into the pricing software real quick. Uh, and just in case you're brand new or or, uh, or confused um, or whatever the case may be, there are softwares out there that'll do this stuff for you. We do recommend you use those. For the most part, they're pretty awesome. There's, uh, there's actually three kind of major ones to pick from. The one that uh, we all use here at the shop. And I do want to mention we don't get any kind of uh, code, kick you know, kickback yeah. of any kind. We don't, we don't do that here at the shop. Um, but we do, we have no problem recommending things that we have success with, which is, I'm getting to my point would be, would be price labs. There's other options beyond pricing. It's very sexy and easy to use. Um, uh, wheelhouse is another, uh, but most, most is in price labs. Uh, and you're probably going to want to use that right out of the gate, even if you're brand new. 
Uh, it's a bit of a game changer, but uh, I do see a rookie mistake there where a lot of folks just plug in Price Labs and then walk away and forget about it. And those are the ones we start hearing from, you know, when September rolls around and they're like, uh, I can't cover my mortgage. Well, you know, I mean, Price Labs is awesome, but you got to get in there and shift gears, man. You know, like going in, you're going around the corner here in the track. And if you don't steer that steering wheel in Price Labs, you're going to crash and burn, you know. So um, check out yeah, Price, Price Labs. Price Labs is not a. About two two thousand YouTube videos on price lives. Go ahead, Alan. Yeah, it's not a set and forget it program. I mean, it, it does leverage some algorithms to try and uh, help you know suggest prices that are going to help you out, but it's not a set it and forget it thing. And a lot of people assume like there is a you know there's a minimum price, a maximum price, and a base price. And uh, you, you got to know how to drive those. I mean, it's not just like you know clicking a button and, and having it suggest a base price and, and accepting whatever min max is in there. And especially if you're a new property owner, if you if you're a new short term rental host, like. You got to know what's what's going in there. And uh, sometimes it's to your advantage not to put a minimum or maximum price in there. It gives you a little bit more flexibility, but definitely do your do your homework on this. I mean, this is something we can't do for you. Uh, make sure you're you're getting out there and educating yourself. YouTube University, go out there and uh, check out Price Labs and see how it works and uh, see what you can do to kind of maximize things for your property. It'll it'll save you a world of hurt if uh, if you know what you're doing going in. Yes, 100%. Um, set it and forget it. Yeah, like Ron Popeil. <laughs> Uh, anyway, digging deep on that. Uh, and again, you know, um, if you need help with this stuff, contact the shop. We teach this uh, in great detail at Management Monday. Um, and if you want to buy a house with Alan, we'd be uh, we'd be seriously honored to earn your business. We're we're just good old hardworking folks around here. And uh, uh, if you're looking to buy a, a vacation home of some sort uh, in the Shenandoah market, hit us up the shorttermshop.com. We would love to have you. Um, uh, Alan, anything else you want to say goodbye? Let's. let's Parting is such sweet sorrow, although I would assume at some point we will have an episode 11. Um, what else? Yeah, well, I mean, we're just about to ride off into the sunset over the Shenandoah here. Uh, I think we covered most of the bases. Again, go back and listen to all these episodes. Uh, Honored to have you. You know, feel, I'd be happy to field any questions you have. Feel free to reach out. Alan at theshorttermshop.com. A-L-A-N at theshorttermshop.com. Come visit us at the office hours, you know, with uh, Luke and Avery on Thursdays and uh yeah, feel free to let us know how we can help you out. And we'll be happy to get you a good winning property here in the Shenandoah. Yeah, and a short-term show special episode, Shenandoah. We had a great time. We will be adding more at some point when, uh, when you know, things are always constantly changing and evolving. But uh, on behalf of Alan, uh, Cashflow Carl riding off into the sunset. 